Hey everyone, this is Natalie Satare, your makeup artist and beauty coach here. And I have an interview for you today with Kathy Singh. If you know her, you know why I'm kind of giddy because she is just such a gem. She is a light. She is just this positive ray of sunshine in this world. And everything that she says is just from the heart. She talks in this episode about how she became a makeup artist, which is an amazing story. You might have heard a little part of it in Melissa's Streets interview a few episodes back where Melissa Street talks about how she met Kathy. And you can hear Kathy's side of the story here, which is just amazing and how she's leveraged her experience as a creative athlete into makeup and how she's made her own amazing, successful business out of that. And also how she comes up with these crazy, helpful hacks known as Kathy hacks. So sit back, relax, enjoy the show and make sure to stick around until the end so you can hear her favorite hack that she has created. Okay. Enjoy the show. You are listening to the Be Your Own Makeup Artist podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Satare, former military officer turned professional and award-winning makeup artist and educator and author of the book, Be Your Own Makeup Artist. This podcast is for makeup enthusiasts, makeup artists, and everyone in between. I share insights about the beauty industry, invite industry experts, and try to keep the content more about makeup education and less about buying this or that. I'm so glad you're here and I hope you enjoy this episode. If you are a freelance or aspiring makeup artist and you are starting to get client inquiries, first of all, congratulations. This is so amazing. It's like the best feeling when somebody wants to hire you to do what you love. That is worth celebrating. But if you are anything like I was when I was starting out, I had no clue what to say back. I had no clue what to write back to these emails without sounding desperate, without sounding overly excited, and I also wanted to sound super professional. So I have, over the years, figured out and nailed my general inquiry response for makeup. And guess what? That is a free template for you. You can go grab that at nataliezetteray.com slash email and grab my free client inquiry. I swear it will help you and save so much time and energy and you can customize and make it your own. And I can also tell you that if you love that template, you will love all the other templates I have available in my shop that are specifically for makeup artists. So you can find those at nataliesetteray.com slash templates. I love making my life easier and I know that they'll make your life easier too as well. Hey everyone, this is Natalie Satare, your makeup artist and beauty coach here with another episode with the lovely and delightful Kathy Singh. I want to introduce you to our guest today. Kathy Singh has been a freelance makeup artist for 12 years working in Los Angeles, Palm Springs, and San Diego, California. She specializes in television, print, and commercial media, as well as live events. She has won four National Academy of Television Arts and Sciences Emmy Awards with the Epic Makeup team. Before she was a makeup artist, Kathy was an accomplished, competitive, synchronized swimmer who performed in films and music videos such as Jackass 3, 
Young and the Giant Cough Syrup, and also live for Rod Stewart in Las Vegas. She learned waterproof and theater makeup early on, as well as the mindset of a performer backstage. This experience has also prepared her to understand the performer and their mindset to help them backstage. Later, she assisted wardrobe styling and moved on into the makeup space and working in film, where she learned the importance of attention to detail and how to look at the entire canvas from head to toe. Finding that she thrives in a team element, she has worked in many forms of media from live TV at Comic-Con with Alec Tudek and Jeffrey Wright to speaking engagements with Gina Davis and female astronaut Sunita Williams, print work with Angels baseball star Mike Trout, the band Fantagram, and tennis player Roger Federer. She also works with brands such as Nike, T-Mobile, Beats by Dre, the Women's Tennis Association, Body Armor, HGTV, and Frank and Eileen. Kathy is enthusiastic to make her unique brushstroke in the makeup industry and bring a positive outlook to every set. You may also see her makeup kit and organizing ideas by following her cult famous Instagram hashtag, Kathy Hacks. And in today's episode, we are going to dig deeper into Kathy's journey into the field of makeup artistry the ins and outs of assisting, how to create your own way, how to manage parenting with production, and last but not least, how to approach makeup and kit organization with Kathy Hacks. Whether you are an aspiring makeup artist, a pro, or just a makeup enthusiast, I know you will leave this episode inspired and more joyful because that's what happens anytime people spend time with Kathy. Without further ado, I'd like to welcome Kathy to the show. you holy smokes i'm all excited i'm so excited to be here thank you so much this is so much fun i'm so glad you took the time of your day to talk with us absolutely oh heck yeah i got a fresh cup of coffee we're gonna this is gonna be great i like to ask a fun light-hearted question in the beginning so i am super intrigued about your synchronized swimming like, I need a funny story or a good story or, like, how long can you hold your breath underwater? All of these, like, little random things. Any fun stories? I was performing live in Vegas for a show, and there were beach balls being kicked about and soccer balls. And live performance, one just beamed me right in the face. But you have to, like, keep your smile going. It's just, like, it's kind of like work. You just have to keep smiling. Things are flying. That happened. I've lost my nose clip multiple times on performances and you just have to grin and bear it. I'm 5'10", so I'm usually the tallest one on the team, which makes me underwater most of the time. And the person launching all the tiny people, I usually am hitting, you know, if it's a performance, it's not a deep pool. So I would always bonk something, you know, bruise something, but it was an awesome sport. I think it made me a lot of who I am. The work ethic is no joke. I have much respect for the sport now. It has evolved whew, the lifts and the flips and things. My body doesn't move like that. So <laughs> it was an incredible experience. And I'm still dear friends with my team. So I think that's pretty cool too. It's like a family. And we did a music, I will say this is funny. We did a music video and they put lashes on all of us. And we told them these are beautiful eyelashes. Like they were gorgeous. And we were like, but the minute we go upside down, they're not gonna stay on. And they said, well, let's just try it. And we're like, okay, 12 pairs of lashes into the water. We all did a figure, which is upside down. We all came up at the same time. And all of us had two spiders exactly right here. We were just like, (laughs) so 
there's no lashes in synchro. That's for sure. You just can't see anything. That's good to know. I will remember that. That is pretty cool. And that actually is a perfect segue into the next question. So I would love for you to talk about your personal journey into the world of makeup artistry. I didn't actually know that this was a career. So I always wanted to be a shoe designer. I still have all my funny drawings. They have like feathers and leopards and stuff coming out of them. They were ridiculous. And I thought I was going to be a shoe designer in college. And then I decided I, I veered into journalism. I have a journalism degree. I thought I was going to be a photojournalist who also designed shoes. So clearly there was some figuring out on my part. But when I graduated college and I had this degree, I realized I needed more creativity, which I think was the synchro part of me coming back forward. And a friend of mine offered me this. She's like, well, I know you want to get into styling. You've been styling. Like I styled friends, music videos, like fun little things. And I would, you know, rent these bomber jackets from surplus stores and leave my credit card. And I had no idea what I was doing. So I did that. And I was on a set that I had no right being on. I've told this story, but I have the utmost respect for this artist. Miss Fiona Styles was the makeup artist on set. And if you guys don't know her, please look her up. She's just incredible. She was working with Elizabeth Banks. And I was the stylist assistant on that shoot. And I was just steaming clothes. I had nothing to do with any makeup. I was a nobody. I was in a room by myself. But I just remember that day I was staring at the makeup and I was like, that's a job. That's everything. That's exactly it. And I came home. I told my husband, I'm in the right area. I figured it out but I'm in the wrong department. So styling is cool. Styling gave me that creative energy, I guess, but the actual drawing and that was exactly what I needed. In college, I was a big ceramics. I threw pottery. I loved anything with my hands that I can do was really, really great. Like, I guess like doing your hair for synchro, getting all that makeup ready, you know, our suits were sequined. We were like head to toe performance. And I feel like that creative part of me always needed to be flourishing. So. Um, well, I greatly appreciate all of those experiences because it totally, they all added up to the next thing. And um, I had just graduated college. I didn't want to go back to school, to be honest, especially as a creative person. I was like, Ugh. and I don't know if people do this anymore, but I emailed, I looked up this one school and I Googled it. And if a makeup artist had put that in their online resume, I just sent them an email. So from LA to San Diego, if I emailed you, I likely did. I asked you questions. I asked you how to get in the industry. I asked you, did you go to school? Did you like it? And also, if you know me, I'm a note taker. I love to take notes and make lists. So I always have pen and paper with me because I like a to-do list. And I like to ask, that's a journalism to me, I think, the questions. I had ended up with two pages of questions at the end of this. Legal yellow notepad size and single spaced. So it was quite a bit. And I remember... I found these two makeup artists that responded to me. One was Trisha Sawyer and one was Melissa Street. And Trisha had started a school, a small school, and that was a connection. But I talked to Melissa. There was something when she answered my email, it was like this hug, like it was like an arm extending to me. And it was like right for me. It was just like she was talking directly to me, even though we were online talking or emailing. It just felt like, wow, this person's cool and we have a lot in common and we like the same weird vintage stuff we talked about furniture and there was something cool about her and I was already like looking her up and being like whoa her career whoa she's why is she talking to me why are these people talking to me 
looking back now, she's exactly the same way, you guys. You ask her a question, she will bend over backwards to figure it out and she will share from her heart. She is very special to me. So I will never forget the first time we had a phone call. I said, I have a few questions, can I call you? And she goes, I'm actually driving to Trisha in Malibu right now from San Diego, so let's chat. I have a couple hours. I talked to her the entire time. <laughs> That's how many questions I had. Um, we chatted, I mean, I asked everything from like, where do you buy your brushes? Have you bought brushes on eBay? What about this? Are these real? Are these fake? I asked all the young questions that I think you can easily get on, right? You're on eBay and you're like, well, those look great. Or this person said this. So it can get very, very, very noisy. And talking to her just brought everything. She had all my answers, exactly what I wanted to do. And there was just something special about her. There was something in her heart that was so giving. She has kids. I wanted kids. I didn't know how that would work in this industry. So talking to her and getting guidance in that way. I mean, she is my sister for life. So through hell and high water, I will always assist her too. <laughs> I will always work for Mel. But that was a big turning point for me because then I went to Trisha's school. Trisha was my mentor. So I had like two mentors at the same time in different areas. So while I was learning with Mel, I started going on set. I did this school. Trisha threw me on my first film set and it was during the writer strike. So it was a really interesting time to learn that industry when nothing was normal. I remember my first day on set with Mel, my first film with Trisha and not knowing what an actor bag was. Like I still didn't know stuff. And she was like, here's your bag. And I'm like, what's that? That's cool. That's neat. <laughs> neat looking. And she's like, well, that's your actor. Go do your thing. So I liked that they prepared me, but they also threw me in a little bit. And I think I flourished like that. I flourished getting thrown in just a little bit. Yeah. That's wild. I love it. It's a trend that I see amongst people and artists who really rise and establish themselves is cold calling, right? And relationship building and asking for help. And I think this is something that a lot of people don't do anymore because everything is so instant. So if you don't get that instant reply, you know, you just give up. And so that's a testament to yeah. you. And it was setting you up for success. Yeah. And tenacity in this industry, like going after something repeatedly. And I didn't get, you guys, I got like five emails. Like I did not get responses. People, and that was also in the back before we shared, which now that you're telling me this, I'm realizing maybe that's why I share so much. Wow, that's an interesting thought. No one wanted to share anything with me. No one wanted to help me. No one wanted like, here, I got you. Mel was like, here, I'll show you my kit. And I was like, oh. I took pictures. When she would post her kit, I would save the photo. And I would take my kit and be like, okay, how'd she do that? All right, I'm not sure why that's there, but I will put my powder there too. And I figured it out. So it's interesting stuff that you grab at. You talked a lot about, you know, working hard to assist and work with an artist. Now, I would love to hear what are some of the things as an assistant, as an apprentice in this industry, some lessons that you could share. I think don't take it lightly. Like someone like Melissa or Trisha, they are working artists. They are incredible artists and they are taking time <laughs> that they don't really have, to be honest, on set. And they're working their heinies off Watching them work, I think if you have never assisted and you watch one of those artists work, I think you get a really good idea of what's ahead of you, should you accept it. I think that it's really important to physically see assisting and see the amount of work that's involved. It's a very selfless, it's a very humbling 
it's not about you. And you are definitely an extension of that person. Like when I say in men's grooming, it's like I was never here, right? Do someone know that I had makeup on their face? They just want to look amazing. So it's like I was never here, right? I want the same thing with assisting. I want her to just shine. I want her to look amazing. I'm just going to be that third arm. That is a difficult mindset if you're trying to be the makeup artist because you would call the shots. So I think that there are two different ways to learn it. And I think that learning assisting is so crucial in learning how to respond to people in this industry as well. You'll deal with a lot of personality types in your chair. Someone just asked me something. I'm like, ask a question. Don't talk about yourself. Like there's things, you know, and ways to work with personalities. I think assisting really gives you like that. You get to be the fly on the wall and be like, huh, interesting. I think it's a great foundation for how you'll handle clients and business in the future. I do think it is incredibly necessary. And I think that if there's someone that you're really into, keep emailing them, message them. Don't direct message them on Instagram. They're not your best friends, right? Like they're not buddies, but send a professional email, send your info, send what you're into. I always ask artists when they email me, what area of makeup interests you, right? Because when I got into, I was like, I'll do it. I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll do bridal. I'll do film. I'll do that. I'll do that. And then I remember Trisha being like, where do you want to go with this? And I had to really think, and I tried bridal for a bit. My mom was an event planner. So I've done my brides, you guys. I have been with brides for my whole life. And then I moved into film and then I moved in. <laughs> so I love brides. I just think it's a different mindset. Again, each one has its own way. And if you don't know what you want to do, if you think I want to be in film, do not email a bridal artist who doesn't do film because it's a different mindset. So I feel like if you're trying to figure that out, find an artist who maybe does a bunch of things. Like I do several things, but I don't do brides. So you might not want me if you want to be bridal, but you might want me if you do commercial because I'll take you and you'll work pretty hard, but we'll have fun. I think good hard work is a really good lesson for all of us. <laughs> it's always good. Hey everyone, I hate to interrupt the show really quick, but I wanted to let you know about my book, Be Your Own Makeup Artist, the same name as this podcast. My book I wrote in 2019 after years of putting together diagrams and documents and tips and tricks for makeup beginners, for those of my clients who had no clue how to wear makeup. And now I have a 114 page full color book, perfect for visual learners. There are no age, gender, race biases in it. It is written completely inclusively. That was always very important because you know, I believe makeup is for everyone. Also, I'm not pushing any brands. Nope, this was a self-funded book, which means nobody paid me to talk about what products to use. It's all about the tools and the techniques and the learning about how to wear makeup. It is available in hardcover and paperback. You can get it at a lot of the big retailers, but if you get it on beingamakeupartist.com, you'll also get my free essential tools for makeup guide. And it has all of my favorite products, that I love and use and I think are great to have. And don't worry, there's no bias in there. So if you are a makeup beginner, if you know a makeup beginner, or if you teach makeup beginners, this is the perfect book for you. Head over to beyourownmakeupartist.com, go grab it, and you'll be on your way. Okay, back to the show. Before we, we hopped on, we talked about parenting. And 
You know, when you shared in your questionnaire about the realities that you are facing during this pandemic, is there any advice that you could share to artists during this time that are listening who find themselves in the same situation? I would say someone asked me, another teacher asked me this yesterday, actually. And my first gut reaction was, it's kind of incredible. It's really hard. It's really hard. I mean, I'm in my husband's office because my kids in my office doing live school right now and we're all juggling it and my husband's working at the desk and I think that no matter what if you have a support structure I mean a partner or a family member someone to tag in with but I think during this time it was slow down Kathy slow down I do not stop I have a problem with just being and just sitting I'm not very good at it figure that out I'm not very good at just like so this forced me to have to really just be in the moment. And then there was this magical moment, they go into breakout rooms. My kid's seven, so he's in first grade. They go into breakout rooms, live distant learning. Those kids talking and answering each other's questions and my son being like, well, what do you think, Nicole? I'm like, holy cow, that's my kid. I would never get that opportunity had he been in class. So to find a silver lining of the thing, yes. Will I get less work done before two o'clock? Absolutely. Will I be juggling food, an email, a call, and this until two? Yes, absolutely. Can I do that on set? Yes, absolutely. So just apply some of those things at home and find those little pieces of joy, those little nuggets. And I really, really cling to those because I think it's pretty incredible and I get to learn with my kid. I just learned about like Earth's core too, which I found absolutely fascinating. So just to find those funny moments. I also failed the quiz, just so you all know. I had to rewatch the video. <laughs> <laughs> to be full disclosure, I didn't do so well, but that's difficult. And then prioritizing, I gave myself less of a to-do list on those days because I just knew it wasn't feasible like old times, right? Like, and he's come up to me and been like, oh, you're on your laptop again. And I'm like, well, yeah, this is normally the time when mommy's working and you're at school. And then I noticed that my screen time is affecting him. So there's moments when you just have to switch things around. I think no one has a normal schedule right now. And I feel like we have to find those little moments and just take it less, just a little bit more, a little less. I want to talk a little bit about Kathy Hacks because you're famous. Anybody in the makeup artist world knows Kathy Hacks. They do. I want to know about like how this started, how it's grown. Talk about your shield bag. I want you to definitely tell us all about your shield bag. And I want to hear all about this. Again, it goes back to your mentors. Trisha is incredibly organized and pristine. Melissa, we all know, is incredibly organized and pristine. Mel was always so organized. And I remember, like I took pictures of her first kit. I still have it. I send it to her sometimes from that day forward. So I think it just ingrained in me, again, from a sissy, healthy, clean habits, right? It will ingrain habits in you. And habits are important in this industry. Systems are important in this industry. You are self-regulating especially right now. And habits are really important. So when we started organizing together, Mel had this, she had a blog for a while and we would do some organizing things. I would just help out who's helping her. And then that kind of sparked a couple of things in me. And I've always been one to use unconventional methods to solve things, but I like to be a problem solver. Like I like to be like, Hmm, we have 15 chairs and we need one more. Hang on, I can figure this out. I can figure this out. I like those problems. I was a total science fair nerd too. So you guys, my uncoolness is showing, but I think that maybe is a little bit of it. I don't know. 
so that just progressed. I remember I was coming up with ideas like the toothbrush holder was one also to be multi-use and to use things we have and not having to constantly reuse or rebuy disposable items, trying to be as you know condensed as we can. We have to buy so many things and if things expire, it's just like if you have to keep buying organizing traits too, holy smokes, that's a lot of stuff. I want to make sure people know who are listening about the toothbrush holders because it's so genius because they might not know what you're talking about. Okay, I'll explain it. So I love planning things like that out and I will just lay there and think about ways to use something. So I also have a rule of three. You have to have three uses for it before you can purchase it. That applies to clothes, home furnishings, anything. Three uses or was you will not use it in your house. If it's a lime green shirt, you're like, I will only wear that with that pair of pants. Okay, better wear it to a really cool event because you're only gonna wear it once. Just like makeup, you want a multi-use product, right? Who doesn't want a cream stick you can use on your lips, your cheeks, your eyes, right? The same thing should apply to our tools. They should be multi-use. So a toothbrush holder, I was sitting there in the travel section. And I was like, oh my gosh, I could put my lipstick in there and my lip brush, and then it wouldn't touch my other brushes and get them all gooky and gumpy and you know, in your bag, you're like, oh, your powder has lipstick on it. So there's a bunch of different toothbrush holders out there and find the ones you like and you can color code them to your talents. And now people are using them to hold their brushes or touch up brushes. I'm using them to hold a powder and a concealer brush right now. And then you just use one hand, you take the lid off, you hold it, and you kind of have like a station to work from. So you're very mobile. I'm also freelance, so I work in the desert, in the mountains. It feels like underwater, anywhere. So you just need stuff that works everywhere. But for Kathy Hacks, I remember I was backstage with Mel on one of her events working for her, and we were talking about these hacks. And they were kind of like people were asking questions, and I'm like, oh, I have more ideas to share. I just don't know if that's that weird like I'm just telling people to buy the like this is useful for this and Mel and I were talking about the name and if I remember correctly I'm pretty sure Mel was like it's like a Kathy hack like Kathy hacks so I threw that hashtag out there and it just kind of stuck so another testament to community and people like sharing with you and giving you ideas and the brain collective and that happened and then I just kind of went with it in COVID time, I didn't as much in the beginning because I just didn't know we weren't looking at our kits and there was a few more things going on. But then when I found some solutions, I just felt like I want to share those because like I've said it a million times online, I just think this is a community that needs to share and not take. We have to share with each other right now. We're all in the same boat. It needs to be shared. And we grow so much more. I have met so many more artists through a Kathy hack than I would have if I just posted my work. Because I love seeing everyone's work. I love getting inspired by it. But if it's something that I can have a conversation with you about and we can share it and you can tell me if you like it or don't like it or I use it like this, wow, that's, I mean, we're in different time zones in different countries. And that's really cool that we can have a conversation that's about tools. You know, it's really interesting. So I want to know about your shield bag. Tell us all about your shield bag. Yes. Well, maybe you can help me come up with a name for it. I think it's just going to be a Kathy Hacks shield bag. So these are hand dyed. They are drawstring bags. They are really, really durably sewn. You can use them either way. They're meant to be one side. They will fit an assembled shield or a disassembled shield. So I use the Z shield or the face shield. So those are the two I use that I really, really prefer. Both of them fit in here. The Z shield, the flex will fit in here flat. If you want to put the handle over it, you can. I've hacked my own hack. When you buy a bag, you'll get a gift from me and it will help you with your shield. I laughed at myself when I did that. So I just keep hacking like we never stop doing stuff. 
And then the other way is if you take it off, let's say for lunch, but you're not gonna take the plastic off, right? You're not gonna completely disassemble your shield at lunch for 30 minutes. You're not, you're gonna take it off, eat real quick and pop it back on. So I made a way that if you hold it, you can slide it in there and let it go and then close it up. And then you can walk around with it. It won't get dust on it. I work outside a lot. The dust, the things, it gets dented, it gets pitted and you're constantly blowing through those shield things. This was just a way that was keeping it really, really safe. I was able to put it in my wagon and just wait for it and then take it out. It's also great because I'll make more than one color. So if this was mine, this could be my talents. And then I can give that to them and they'll know that their shield is not being like, it's in there, it's safe. And then when you take it out, you can just wipe it and wear it. It's easy. I do have something for the inside being made now. I'm getting the mock-up, but that will help even more with your PPE process. One of my girlfriends, she's in Barcelona, she asked you specifically, what is your favorite makeup set bag hack? And just for the record, set bags, for anyone who doesn't know what that is, it's basically, I call it the Mary Poppins bag. Like we have to have like everything, but it has to be really accessible within literally seconds. And you have to be able to do your job and work out of it and not make any noise. It's like a diaper bag for makeup artists. So you need to be able to take care of an emergency in like 30 seconds. So that's kind of what it carries, right? Like everything. Yeah, it's a big deal. Is there any that you love? I go through a lot of set bags. I love the Makeup Forever, the, I don't know what it's called. I call it the taco bag. The big one with the opening, I don't know what it's called. And it's great bag. That I was using, but it's wide open. So for right now, I'm not using it except to carry things to set. But for multiple talent or things like that, that you were working outside, that was a solid, that was a solid bag. I carry a little pouch from this company called Rough Enough in New York City. It's on Amazon, but the bags are durable, you guys. I put in a paw palette. If you guys don't know what that is, it's a palette that goes on your hand so that you don't touch your hand with makeup. They're brilliant, artist owned. And I use a paw palette ring for lip touch-ups. So I always stick those in there. And then I stick some ghosting sheets now, which again, to explain are, we can't touch product to face. So you need to use something in the middle of that. So a paper, something soft tissue that you can swipe the color and then use that brush to the face. If you're just grabbing a palette or grabbing something, you might not have that on set, right? It's just kind of like, whoa, it's not there. So I stuck a bunch of them right in the front. So as I grab it, it's just like a, it's just kind of a grab and go. But that's like my go bag. Like I can do a lip or a powder or something with that bag. (laughs) I know those always go with me. Those go with me everywhere. Yes, I love it. I want people to hear it from you. Where can people and listeners connect with you? I would love for you to connect with me on Instagram. That's where I'm most conversational. And you can like a photo, but I'd really love it if you chatted with me. I'm much more about connecting with people. So drop a comment or ask something. I will totally, if I don't, ask again. Again, kids, family, I might miss it. But please do. You can email me. My email will be in there. I love answering questions. Yeah, let's just chat. And if you send me a dance, I like to bust and move on set. So, you know, we could start that trend too. You guys have a little fun. I will remember that one because I'm always looking for a lip syncer with me. <laughs> so with that, thank you so much again for your time, your wisdom, your inspiration, your positivity, and your amazing energy. 
I know everybody's going to leave just so much happier and so much more affirmed either in the choices they're making or the future ones that they're going to make. Oh, that means the world. Thank you so much. With that, stay beautiful, everyone, and stay healthy. I don't know about you, but just talking with Kathy and hearing her voice makes me more calm and also reminds me I'm exactly where I need to be. I don't know if you feel the same, but I hope you do. Make sure you're following her on social media. She really is a light and she is so full of knowledge. So if you have questions, just ask her. She will answer them. She's amazing. So make sure that you like and leave a review. And of course, if you have any questions for me, you can go ahead and ask Natalie Satare slash ask Satare, and I'll answer your questions, either an email or maybe on the show or in a blog post. So make sure you do that and tell your friends about the podcast, whether you are a makeup artist, an enthusiast, or somewhere in between. This show is for you. I hope you love it. And until next time, stay beautiful and stay healthy.